0: Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California, promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller.
1: Hello, I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller and you're looking at peacepodcast.org. Imagine that you can find your inspiration at peacepodcast.org anytime, anywhere, just go on your beautiful Peace Podcast website and you'll be able to click on 95 Peace Builders, people who are working around the world for our planet, for peace and for mutually assured survival. Our goal is peace and happiness, but think about that, mutually assured survival what happens when you're in a disaster zone when you can't find the water you can't have shelter and you don't even have enough food to feed you that's why we're talking to kerry murray today kerry murray is the president of shelter box usa imagine a shelter box coming to you just in the nick of time and I went to a beautiful party recently, I guess it was more like an information movie and a meeting because I got to walk in a shelter box. We're in for a treat today as we talked to Carrie Murray. Tell me what Carrie Murray is, the sh- what is a shelter box? <laughs> Well, Shelterbox is a humanitarian relief
0: organization, and we are preparing every day for the worst day ever, and we focus on one of the basic needs that we all have as humans, and that's the need for shelter. So what we do is we bring emergency shelter and essential supplies to keep you alive in the aftermath of losing your home in a disaster or conflict situation. So Barbara, we actually have a shelter box and the premise is really based on what are the things that you need to sustain your life if you lose everything in an instant and you're displaced from your home. So. What's in a shelter box? Uh, A shelter box is a emergency family tent. It's the place that a family will call home after losing their home in a disaster. And then the other things within the box that we include are the essential things for light. So often in disasters, you've lost power. We include solar lanterns. You've had contamination of the water source, water purification units, containers to store clean water. We include a stainless steel cook set because if you've been displaced, how are you going to boil water? How are you going to cook a hot meal? We also include blankets, sleeping mats, and essential tools for the rebuilding process. So a shelter box is essentially a self, really self-sustaining unit that is the place a family will call home and set up household with after they've been displaced.
1: You know, it's so fascinating when you think about a shelter box. In August 29th, I read the letter you sent, and it said, Shelterbox is deploying an emergency response team to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. More than 30 million people have been affected by severe storms and floods. Okay. Then I go to the news press. The news press, September 4th, says, helping Africa. Mm -hmm. During crisis, Shelterbox comes to the aid of Ethiopia and Somalia. Think about these places. Somalia and Ethiopia were battered by compounding crises. I mean, not just one, but many crises. And what you see is what you got. Drought conditions affecting estimated 36 million people. So what do you do about this? Do you just get on an airplane and bring shelter boxes?
0: Well, Barbara, you're talking about
1: two very different places
0: geographically, but really struggling from the very same types of disasters, climate-related disasters. So you're right. Pakistan, a third of the country underwater, over 33 million people need assistance because of this severe monsoon season that is dumping tons of water on that country. And then all across the world, you're seeing in the Horn of Africa, in East Africa, again, drought-like conditions a massive locust infestation, and that's just compounding problems that is causing widespread displacement. So what we do as a humanitarian relief organization is we send in response teams. We are boots on the ground, humanitarian professionals that focus on shelter. And so we coordinate within the UN system. So we focus within the shelter cluster of the UN, and we focus on meeting the immediate needs needs of people who have been displaced, and they're often very different in these situations. But first, it starts with boots on the ground assessment, assessing with our local humanitarian partners, often other NGOs, often could be government officials and the beneficiaries that we're serving. We work directly with them to understand the scale of the problem who's been affected, how many people, what are their basic needs? Um, are, Are there other organizations responding? How can we best help fill the immediate needs around shelter and household supplies? So yes, so in the case of Pakistan, we immediately deployed a team to Islamabad. We started working with our local partner, which is Islamic Relief of Pakistan, and we already have aid that's arrived in country in the form of tents, shelter kits, solar lights, water purification, blankets, so the basic staples that people need in the immediate aftermath of of being displaced. And in the case of East Africa, we are working uh, several projects, one in Ethiopia, Uh, we're also starting a project in Somalia, and this is an area too that has had some of the highest waves of displacement in our world, and a lot of it is climate driven.
1: It's amazing, just amazing. When you look at a map and you say, where are we going to put these people? They don't have a place to go. We'll mm-hmm. give them the basics so that they can stay home. And mm-hmm. that maybe they'll find a piece of dry land. Or in many cases, some water in the dry land so that they can even cook a dinner. So this is Carrie Murray. Carrie Murray, how did you ever get involved with Shelterbox?
0: Well, uh, this goes back to... Um quite a while, um, really the, the birth of my daughter. Uh, back in 2004, um, I had a really unusual birth uh, with my daughter, and she was called a million-dollar baby. She wasn't supposed to survive. Uh, she never made a sound until she was six months of age. But I had access, like so many people don't, across our world. And often in many countries, being pregnant can be a death sentence. And I just felt very fortunate that I had excellent medical care, and my daughter not only survived, but she thrived. And so that really led me to be thinking about what do I really want to do with my life? I had been a pharmaceutical executive. I lived in the U.S. I lived in Europe. I was with the company for 14 years. And the CEO of that company uh, tapped me uh, and a handful of executives from around the world and asked if I would serve in a a nonprofit assignment. And they sent me on a humanitarian relief assignment with my daughter for six months to really transfer, transfer my skills to a nonprofit organization. And I was sent out here in Santa Barbara in 2009, in the end of 2009. And I was sent out on an assignment to really help rebuild that organization and make it sustainable from a from really from a business perspective. And one month on the job in January, 2010, a devastating earthquake um, hit Haiti and it displaced a million and a half people in an instant. And it killed over 200,000 people. I went to Haiti and really my life changed forever. It's the first time I saw Shelterbox. Shelterbox was everywhere because of the widespread displacement. Port-au-Prince was rubble. And at that time, I said to myself, I want I think I can leverage everything I've learned in my corporate life and apply it to this nonprofit organization. It was a medical relief organization I was working with. And I think I can make a difference. And those six months when I was on my kind of sabbatical, if you will, changed my whole life. Um, I ended up getting off the corporate ladder. And I left that organization and I devoted the next six years to that medical relief nonprofit. And then in 2015, after seeing Shelterbox on the front lines of some of the world's worst disaster and conflict situations, I decided to join them as their president because I just saw that one of the biggest issues plaguing our world is this massive displacement of people. More people displaced than any time in recorded history. It's growing. Climate is just really fueling even further those numbers of displacement. We're now at 115 million and climbing just around the world of people who don't have a place to call home. And so I joined the organization nearly seven years ago. And um, it's an absolute um, privilege to be able to serve for this organization. And I just absolutely love the work that we do and the impact that we're having around the world.
1: Well, this is no joke. You're really serious. 21 years is a, I guess you could say the birthday of Shelterbox. (laughs) 22. When you become 21, you can do a lot. And so here's Carrie Murray on the 21st year of Shelterbox, think about that coincidence. 300 emergencies, 107 countries providing shelter to more than 2.2 million people. That's quite a record. Well, Mm -hmm. with that record, our UNA Santa Barbara decided we would give ShelterBox the 2022 Peace Prize. So congratulations. Thank
0: you, Barbara. It's so exciting. It
1: is exciting. You know, you are our seventh winner, big time winner, of the UNA Peace Prize, we decided that we needed to have a way that the local people could be supporting our world. I mean, my gosh, how bigger could you be than supporting world of disaster areas? When you deploy, the world says, ah, Now we have a few people. You can't take care of everybody. But when I went to your place and I saw these green shelter boxes piled up, I realized you're ready for a disaster. You (laughs) are ready. What's the first thing that happens when you get the information that somebody needs a shelter box?
0: Well, whenever there's a massive event in our world, you know, there's this urgency to act, Barbara, but there's not always good information to act on. Information is the premium. And Shelterbox has really great one response teams all over the world, but we also have great partners all over the world that we work with, partners like Rotary. We're the official project partner of Rotary in emergencies. Often the first information that's coming on the ground from the disaster zone is from our rotary partners who are helping us get just the context of what's happening and who's been affected. So we really rely on our trusted partners around the world to really help this. We do, we never act alone. So that's really first for us is trying to gather and assess the situation. We don't just send stuff in and determine what people need. We actually very thoughtfully and intentionally go and do assessments and work with local partners to understand what it is that people really need to help rebuild their lives after disaster or conflict
1: to help rebuild their lives that's such a beautiful statement because that's what we want we want people to thrive in today's world and you can't if you don't have your basic necessities you know you mentioned rotary and i'm very proud to say i'm chair of the rotary action group for peace and I really believe that world peace is possible. And, and you know, it begins with each of us feeling that peace inside. And Rotary was the founder of shelter box in the UK. Oh, it, was. it was a grant. And they put the shelter box together. And look at where we are today. I don't think there's a country on the planet that doesn't have a shelter box someplace. Am I correct about that?
0: Well, we're,
1: we're in, in many
0: places in the world, and I would say, most importantly, we're in some of the poorest places on the planet and the most vulnerable. And that's where we really target. When we look at the Human Development Index, where are people really struggling and where are they in need? And those are the areas that we really focus. Really focus on where there aren't is there isn't really a good safety net in place in these places and shelter is really the first step in the recovery process until you have a roof over your head when you lost your home, you cannot go to work your kids cannot go to school your life stops. And so we know our work is is absolutely transformational to the lives of the families who've been displaced. And there's a a big responsibility that comes with that. Um, And yes, I think it fuels a burning desire for us every day, all of us who work and volunteer for this organization to just do more. Our work is never done.
1: It's amazing um you said something that would hit home if you don't have shelter you can't function you know mm-hmm. you're just trying to survive and um survival is important but shelter is the key to you thriving to making sure that you can help another um it's just so beautiful and you know october 24th is the united nations day it's when they oh, celebrate the founding of the UN, my late husband was an assistant secretary general after 40 years at the UN. And he always said, people offered me jobs where I could have gone into the private sector, but I knew I had to work for peace. And Carrie, I get a little bit of that from you, that you have a very open heart and an open mind and a helping nature. Is that true? Is that one of your characteristics?
0: I just have felt that my highest purpose in life and and is really having purposeful work and making an impact in the lives of others. And I've been very intentional in, in selecting this line of work. Um, as you know, I had a long corporate career before this and, uh, I, through many different circumstances, as I mentioned, my daughter, the situation in Haiti, I just came to realize that I really needed to fuel a burning desire to make an impact in the world. And I just feel that this is the best use of my professional skills that I have is, is working for humanitarian relief organization, Shelterbox.
1: We had so many coincidences. You know how these coincidences kind of shape our future? Mm-hmm. And- I can go into stories about my life where these coincidences, I would say, oh, is this a message? Am Mm -hmm. I supposed to do something with this? And then you sit back and you reflect. And all of a sudden you say, yes, this is exactly what I need to do. This is exactly where I'm going to be doing the work that I think my body and my beingness is meant to do. And, And so... As I look at you, I see you did not say no. You said yes with enthusiasm mm-hmm. to making this future something that you can feel proud of.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how I feel.
1: <laughs> That's exactly how I feel looking at you. All mm-hmm. right, let's get down to the basics here. October 24th, <laughs> we're going to give Carrie and the shelter box and all her fantastic board and her advisors the 2022 peace prize in santa barbara and if you would like to come to the peace prize in santa barbara make it a weekend it's going to be on the 24th and go to unasb.org and get your tickets now and then carrie you know it is so amazing how many people in santa barbara support you what about the people who don't live in santa barbara how can we support you how can we (laughs) help you
0: well, as a privately funded charitable organization, we rely on donations. We rely on support to do this work. It's the only way that we can do it. And Barbara, the hardest decision that we have to make is saying no, uh, that you know we're helping a community of, say, 2,000 or 3,000 families, but there's an adjacent community of 5,000 more who've been made homeless. And so our ability to scale and do this work is because of that support. So. There's lots of ways, and we're in the month of September right now. This is National Preparedness Month. We have a campaign running called Stop the Box. It's helping Shelterbox be ready with essential tents, lights, water purification, mosquito nets, blankets. And there are so many ways from helping us source lights to getting blankets. And so you can make a charitable new donation on the website at shelterboxusa.org. And there's also so many other ways. I believe everyone has something to contribute, whether it's volunteering in our office, whether it's volunteering around the nation as a Shelterbox ambassador, or even applying to the Shelterbox response team deployment program. There are so many ways to get involved. And that is all on our Shelterbox USA website, Barbara.
1: It's an incredible website. They have a we, our new magazine is coming out. And we even put a QR code to look at their beautiful video. This is the Peace Community Magazine. And we have the centerfold featuring Shelterbox, Santa Barbara, UNA Peace Prize 2022. Now Shelterbox is all over the world, but it's your donations, it's your contributions, whether it's money or your physical beingness that makes Shelterbox come alive. And I thank you with all my heart. I look at these children and I think these children are sitting on a Shelterbox. If you can just see the way their smiles light up the world and that's how families feel when they step inside and they can make their dinner etc well anyway i want to thank you carrie is there something you'd like the world to know about you right now (laughs) right now now, because i know a secret and she may share it with you and you could say i found that out on peacepodcast.org when i was listening to carrie about the joy of her work yeah
0: Well, Barbara, um, I have, throughout the pandemic, I've been quietly dating just a really fantastic person who is a partner that inspires me every day, and he makes a difference in the world every day. And so just this weekend, we were engaged to be married. Yes. So, um, and it's, he's an absolute joy and
1: have a joy that is beyond anything I ever imagined. So. You um, know, um, I, this, I wanted you to tell that story because you were single for a long time. <laughs> I you don't, you weren't looking for somebody to complete you. We're, you were looking for somebody to be as strong as you so you can walk side by side. And I must share a little personal story. That was how I met Robert Mueller at La Casa de Marie in the 90s. Aww. He was 20 years older and everybody would say, why are you two together? And I would say, because... I'm, because we both have this enthusiasm for peace. We both have this enthusiasm to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And when you find somebody who is in harmony with you, mm-hmm. then you become more of who you are. So, what's our formula for finding the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams? Do they make you more of who you are? Do they contribute to your well being? Do you feel joyful and happy when you're with them? Would that describe
0: you? Oh, you know what? I feel inspired, and I have an incredibly supportive person in my life, and we have a life together that's filled with absolute joy and laughter and a lot of peace, and we both work really hard, a very different type of perspective of humanitarian work, but we're both working really hard every day on some of our our personal and passion projects, and so.
1: Personal and passion projects, isn't that a beautiful way to describe your life? personal and passion you know Mm -hmm. i'm barbara gone Mueller, and i have had such a good time interviewing and talking with carrie murray the president of shelter box she's been the president for about would you say seven years now
0: i have Mm -hmm.
1: seven years and you know it's a flourishing beautiful shelter box project when i stepped on the lawn of this beautiful home and they had all the shelter boxes and i walked in and i said I feel like I'm home. It's (laughs) home when you are in a disaster zone. And Mm -hmm. I thank you, Carrie. I thank you for being such a vibracious, wonderful, enthusiastic president. You know, it's contagious. Everybody (laughs) wants to do something for Shelterbox. And Rotary, I have to thank you. I was, when I was celebrating with Carrie this open house, so many Rotarians were there, and they were so proud that mm-hmm. they were part of Shelter Box. So, with that, I say thank you for joining us. Invite all your Rotarian friends to watch us, and remember, peace is possible, and it begins with you and the work that you do. And so, I'm Barbara gunn Mueller, thanking you. Invite a few friends to watch this podcast, and you'll get inspired to donate to Shelter Box. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you. Viewers, you can watch Carrie anytime when you're in the mood. And you know another thing? Many of my friends who have been watching Shelter, Shelter Boxy, now it's in my DNA, have been watching peace podcasts, are listening as they drive to work or as they're on a vacation. They go to Spotify and they don't have to watch anything. They just listen to the inspiration of the 95 peace builders I have had. I'm Barbara thanking you again for joining us. Thank you, Carrie. See you on the 24th. Thank you.